Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Welcome to another edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor with Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Taylor Raglan, who does sports for Plano, Allen, and Lake Cities, as well as Justin Thomas, the sports editor for our Denton County Papers. And gentlemen, let's talk the Varsities. So, um, for those who um, you know who aren't aware of what the uh, what the Varsities are, um, basically, uh, this is our sixth year of doing this. It's um, just a summer project that we've had going on for uh, for a bit. So, um, basically, during the summer of 2013, um, right around the same time as the ESPY Awards, the ESPN uh, you know, Sports Awards that have been going on for, you know, for what, 25, 26 years, something like that, we decided to basically come up with our own like knockoff of that, a high school sports-themed version of the ESPYs, dubbed the Varsities. So um, the, way that, um, the way that it has worked since then is that we, um, you know, we, uh, as, a, as a staff, we kind of go market by market by market and um, basically decide on the, uh, the award winners for um, um, for what nine different categories split up into three parts um, and it's just something that we always have done you know for these last uh, you know I guess going on the sixth year now during the uh, during the month of July so we wanted to take that concept and bring a little bit of that discussion to the podcast um, basically um, for this uh, you know starting this Monday for these next uh, next what three Mondays we're gonna take one award from each part of the varsities and then just kind of have an open deliberation on um, kind of how we uh, how we arrived at our award winner for a specific market so um, the awards for the first part, which um, for our Sunday papers, so your schools, you know, Carrollton, mm-hmm. Capel, Louisville, Flower Mound, and the Colony, plus Lake Cities, the first part for the Varsities has already run for those respective papers. You can check out those, um, the actual awards themselves, the online version at uh, StarLocalMedia.com. But um, the first part of the Varsities, we, um, we decided on the winners for Best Game, Breakthrough Athlete, and Biggest Moment, which is like the biggest story that happened from the, uh, you know, during the 2017. 18 school year. Um, so the uh, the award that we're going to use um, that we're going to discuss today is breakthrough athlete, and just you know just talk about some of the athletes that kind of really really burst onto the radar over the past school year um, for each of our markets. So um, Justin, you obviously had plenty of markets to to yeah. work from here for this first part. Um, yeah, just kind of wherever you want to start, just kind of talk through the uh, the breakthrough athlete and just kind of how you arrived at the uh, the eventual award winner for one of your markets. Yeah, plenty of markets and plenty of uh, worthy. Nominees or candidates, I guess you could say, for yeah. uh, for this award. So um, we'll start with uh, Louisville and Carrollton. We'll kind of talk about the um, LASD programs in six A mm-hmm. here. So we'll start with Louisville and Carrollton. Um, really wanted to pick Darius Snow. He had a breakout football season mm-hmm. in safety, big time recruit. Had a great season, but he was a sophomore. He was already kind of his name is already known from what he did on basketball as okay. a freshman. So I decided to bypass him, and I'm going to go with. Um, Keaton Morrison, uh, cross country and track and field runner for the Lady Hawks. She okay. had a uh, awesome season. She's just a freshman, came in, helped uh, Hebron to the state tournament in cross country. The Lady Hawks finished second. Mm-hmm. Uh, she finished 14th overall at that mi- meet. Her time was 1804.95, so really good time there, 14th overall, just as a freshman at the 6A level. Mm-hmm. And then um, carried that into a strong uh, season in the spring on track and field, and she actually qualified for state in the 800. And finished fifth, so kind of right on the 
fringe of the podium there, so really awesome freshman year for her. I know going into state, uh, I did a little feature on mm -hmm. Keaton and some of the other Hebron players that qualified for state in track and field, and their coach Chris Capo was noting that you know her time in the 800 is one of the t 10 best times a freshman in Texas has ever had. So Wow. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so she's already one of the best runners, just a freshman, so she's the breakthrough athlete to me. You know, sorry, Darius, but uh, <laughs> you did too much as a freshman to uh, just <laughs> include you for your football accomplishments this year since you're already well-known on the basketball court. So I'm going with Keaton Morrison for Hebron and Louisville's uh, breakthrough athlete. Okay. that uh, I was I was covering the regional track meet, you know, and I got to see Keaton Morrison run that 800. Mm -hmm. I believe that, because um, what did she place? Was it second or third? I should know. Uh, I was at She <laughs> got third, but like out of that district out of that region mm -hmm. and still got in and then yeah because I want to say like yeah she got third at the meet but um of the uh, of the qualifying times for state yeah it was the third I, fastest time I think yeah the third for yeah all of the top three fastest times from regionals came from region yeah. one so that just speaks to how talented a race that was yeah um Taylor so uh, I guess let's uh, let's roll with um let's Lake Cities. Where did okay. you fall on Lake Cities for your breakthrough athlete? Well, for Lake Cities, it was a pair of uh, rising juniors. I guess they were sophomores, um, and the name that kind of fell a little bit behind was uh, Ben Price uh, for the Falcon baseball team. Uh, had a really good year, um, just a really solid uh, infielder. Uh, Lake Dallas went back to the postseason. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a big part of that. So just a solid year, uh, but not quite as good a year, I thought, as uh, my pick, which was uh, Sidney Frazier, uh, the goalkeeper for the Lake Dallas girls soccer team. Mm -hmm. So last year, um, it's it's a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a stretch, that she broke through, but she did split time as a freshman and, and didn't see a whole lot of, of action. And coming into her sophomore year, um, uh, talking to coach uh, Trina Hutzel, she was like, you know, she sat sitting down and said, you know what, this is, you know, your position. Uh, you're going to be the starter. You're going to get the majority of the time in net, if not all the time in net. Uh, and she took it and ran with it. Uh, Lake Dallas didn't make the playoffs, but she was the reason that they stayed in a lot of games that were uh, closer games. They had a lot of games go to uh, penalties, and she was she was good in those games. Um, so basically, just uh, for her performance in. Being named the starter and not letting that intimidate or overwhelm her and having a really solid season uh, as just a sophomore as the uh, starting goalkeeper and now heading into next year uh, should be a, a really integral part of uh, what I think a Lake Dallas girls soccer team um, that may be ready to uh, re-enter the playoffs and, and make a little noise in, in 8-5-A. So for her, uh, I guess, just assuming the role of starter and, and running with it, Sydney Frazier. For um, for my pick for Lake City's breakthrough athlete, this was one of the uh, you know unlike Plano and Allen, this was a category that I looked at and immediately just something sprung to mind as far yep. as a a potential uh, potential winner there. I went kind of in the same vein as you did. You picked Sydney Frazier, mm -hmm. the goalkeeper for the girls soccer team. I actually yep. went with Caleb Irving, the goalkeeper for the well. boys yeah. soccer team. Um, you know, Caleb Irving. He uh, I mean he. He was named the in a District 14-5A co-goalkeeper of the year. And it was kind of an interesting situation. You know, he was only a sophomore, and he um, you know, he took over you know, his first year in goal. But it was also interesting because the player who he replaced was Marcial Apaez, mm -hmm. who was an all-district goalkeeper for Lake Dallas. The interesting part is Apaez is still on the roster. 
So mm. they um, instead, you know, they used a Paez at outside at a right, right back. I want to say it was right back, which um, creates kind of an interesting dynamic because a you're kind of taking a, a a bit of a risk there, you know, putting just a sophomore in goal, right. you know, when you already have you know an all district mm. performer right. at that position, and that is such a vital you know a vital position just for any you know, for any right. soccer team. So it, it I mean it spoke to the uh, you know the level of confidence and the expectation yep. that uh, head coach Brandon Martin and he fulfilled it for sure. For, yeah, I'd had, say had for. And then, as a result, I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast. Lake Dallas, their boys' soccer team had their best year ever by mm-hmm. any by any calculation, and Irving was a huge part of that. One of the uh, one of the numerous records that they broke this year um, within the program was most shutouts right. for a single season. I believe they had nine, mm-hmm. and that's obviously a testament to uh, you know not just the the back line, but Irving as well, and the yep. job that they did net. So just to come through as a as a sophomore, the job that he did, and to have that spot now locked down for these next two years should mean us. Uh, some pretty good things for Lake Dallas uh, boys soccer going forward. Yep. JT, let's swing it back to you. Where do you want to? All right, we'll stick in L- Louisville ISD. We'll go with uh, Flower Mound mm-hmm. or Marcus. Um, another real tough decision. Really wanted to give it to uh, Caleb Loner and for Flower Mound boys basketball. The Jags mm-hmm. finished second. They were right in the hunt for the district title. On the fast track uh, to becoming one of the top prospects ab- in, the, in the state. Absolutely. Um, you know, really good year as a freshman all district player everything so not a surprise to see him have a good year but this year he kicked it up a notch went all the way up to the district mvp award averaged over That's 20 pretty big leap yeah <laughs> scored i think when doing research i think he scored 26 or more in six district games maybe so just a real talent on the basketball mm. court um, obviously offensively has it all shoot slash rebound, score on the paint, score on the perimeter, but he really took big strides defensively as mm-hmm. well, and I think that's what got him the uh, MVP award instead of just maybe like Offensive Player of the Year or something like that. But uh, he's not going to be my breakthrough athlete. Um, oh, must be a worthy, uh, yeah, a worthy winner. You know, coming into the last school year, if you said, you know, pick one thing that's going to guarantee if you had to pick a state champion, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have picked Hebron Volleyball, even though I thought they had a good chance. I would have said for sure... Flower Mound was going to produce the boys cross country champion I would have been right but it's not who I thought it would have been (laughs) Alex Meyer got all the headlines going into the year he was on pace had a great fall was on pace Mm -hmm. to you know everybody's preseason pick to be the top runner and he actually got sick during the state meet and so when I'm looking at the uh, the results from the state championships back in November Mm -hmm. and I see Flower Mound runner first and I look at the name and it's not Alec My- Alex Meyer I was pretty shocked it's actually Jarek Kirk <laughs> so uh, he had an awesome year in his own right the whole year mm-hmm. but it definitely wouldn't have been the favorite going in but he took advantage of his opportunity his teammate was sick and couldn't finish the race and he went all the way in one gold state championship so great um fall and a great season for him. Mm-hmm. I get his name backwards all the time. Kirk Jarrett. Jarrett Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jarrett Kirk. I'm going to try to get it right every time I mention it. But yeah, he won the uh, state cross-country meet um, as a sophomore, so just still uh, going to be an upperclassman now, but still just a junior coming in. And then, of course, in the uh, spring, he qualified for state in the 3200 in track and field and s- finished uh, ninth. So probably not where he wanted to finish mm-hmm. exactly there, but still got to state and track and field and won the estate title for cross country so Jarrett Kirk Junior for Flower Mound cross country and track and field. The um, I feel like for these bigger markets that we cover for these individual awards, you just don't want to like leave anybody out. Right. Some of them are so yeah. tough right. to like. Yeah. No, and you have like six, eight players that win yeah. district newcomer of the year. Like it's mm-hmm. really hard to kind of whittle it down. But mm-hmm. even Lake Dallas, I mean, with Caleb Irving and Sidney Fraser, and I mean, I was torn between three or four mm-hmm. potential people. Yeah. 
And you also have to kind of, you don't want to lean too heavily to kind of the, the bigger sports like football. Yeah, right. football. for sure. So you, when you come through and you win state cross country, kind of out of nowhere, I don't think anybody yeah, before the season would have maybe even known this, his name or picked him to that's win. A, that's a breakthrough. That's yeah. a, that, that is basically the definition of a breakthrough yeah. performance, if there if there right. was one. Um, Taylor, let's roll with. Um, let's see for one of our uh, one of our markets that we comboed up. Let's go, Allen. Okay. Where did you uh, where did you fall on Allen for breakthrough athlete? Well, Allen was one of the ones where, at least in my uh, time covering <laughs> Allen sports since I started in February, there really even wasn't a second candidate. Um, for me, I, it was it was Brett Tanksley from from Allen Baseball, and that was pretty much it. That was kind of the end of my list because um, I didn't see Allen football. I didn't see the majority of uh, girls and boys basketball, which both had uh, good years. Um, so just looking at you know kind of baseball, softball, uh, the the two soccer teams, and all that kind of thing, it was it was pretty clearly that. Uh, pretty clear that, that Brett Tanksley was going to be my pick. Um, I think these stats that I have are just in district play. Uh, he went 41 innings, um, only allowed 30 hits, struck out 27, and had an ERA um, adjusted for seven innings instead of nine, I think, of like 1.02 um, in district play. And, and that was with uh, a rest in the middle because, you know, being a freshman and being a, a new arm and, and kind of working into the rotation, Allen was kind of conservative with him, especially in the middle of the season but um, those numbers are just you know off the charts he was the unquestioned leader uh, of that pitching staff they won a district championship so um, I think the definition of, of a breakthrough athlete a guy that just walks on the campus uh, especially at a school that big and, and takes over as a freshman is yeah. is a, a pretty uh, pretty impressive feat so for me it was it was basically Brett Tanksley and there wasn't anybody that that had that kind of year um, as a newcomer or as somebody that was, you know, new on varsity. Because so. that is, I mean, no no small feat being tasked with being a program like Allen, a program yep. that went on to win a district championship and routinely has the level of expectation to be just a freshman and then thrust into the responsibility yep. of being their Tuesday night ace. First time under head coach uh, Paul Coe in his tenure with the program that they've rolled with a freshman yep. as their go-to pitcher. Uh, this was one of, the, uh, one of the categories where I uh, was racking my brain for a while on this one where, you know, you've had you know four or five worthy candidates, and actually wasn't until this morning <laughs> getting in here that I actually like oh yeah I forgot about that guy and um no oh, yeah and that was that was my uh, my ultimate pick so um some of the candidates that uh, you know were a uh, very worthy consideration for this um, Cali Kamoa the uh, the standout libero for Allen's volleyball team slid right in as a freshman last year and um, had a had a terrific year I believe she was named six six A's newcomer of the year I want to say if not that then first team all district four uh, for sure Tanksley was another consideration yeah. and, and, uh, I took that one from yeah. you. The great, great year that he had on the baseball diamond, and then um, you know over at Lovejoy, Cecily Bramschreiber, you know, following in the uh, just the latest, you know, great player to come through, uh, you know, Lovejoy's volleyball program, slid right in as a, uh, I believe she's a freshman as well, and just had a you know spectacular year for uh, for the Lady Leopards, and then in the uh, you know the more solo sports, uh, Jordan Mitchell was one of the more mm -hmm. impressive stories in the spring. Um, as only a freshman qualifying for the state tennis tournament, despite being seated, I want to say she was seated like third or fourth. At a district and regionals, and still managed to, uh, you know, to get into uh, you know the state uh, the state quarterfinals. Ultimately, though, I went with a uh, you know a state champion as um, as only a freshman. One of the uh, one of the most impressive parts about Allen's ongoing wrestling dynasty, which is now at nine consecutive uh, state championships, is just the ability to replenish the uh, the underclassmen ranks every year. It just seems like they've got you know these standout freshmen and sophomores that just come right into the program and immediately just become you know just 
I mean, state champions and you know state qualifiers despite the uh, despite their young age. And Allen had a uh, one of their numerous state champions this year um, on an individual scale was Braxton Brown, who won the state championship at 106 pounds for the Eagles, and um, obviously racked up plenty of points to contribute to that uh, that ninth consecutive state championship. Um, just the Again, just a freshman that kind of slides right in and mm-hmm. immediately just kind of takes the uh, takes that weight class by storm. I mean, he you know made fairly short work of the uh, of that 106 pound bracket at the state tournament, pinned two of his four opponents in less than two minutes, and um, he finished the year ranked number one in his weight class according to WrestlingTexas.com. And I mean, you look at uh, you know a lot of the uh, some of the best wrestlers to pass through that Allen program, names like Bo Nickel, Oliver Pierce, uh, you know. Recently graduated wrestlers like Braden Redlin and Alex Lyles, and even last year with what AJ Ferrari was able to do. So, I mean, wrestlers that have gone on to do some great things, um, and you know, you see, uh, obviously, a great way to get that started is to win a state championship as a freshman. And Braxton Brown was able to do just that. So, that was my nod for uh, for breakthrough athlete. Um, Taylor, before we, I guess, we uh, head off to um, to our break. What was your pick for Plano in this category? For Plano. Um I considered uh, a, a good player on a, a team that had a pretty down year in Jake Jennings uh, for Plano East Baseball. Uh, came in as a freshman and, and hit, I believe, 366 or, or wow. something pretty ludicrous. So, um, not a very good, not a good year for the Panthers <laughs> overall. Uh, pretty down, but they had you know three or four guys in that lineup that um, that hit and are coming back and, and are young. And, and Jennings kind of led the charge with that. So, um, you know, another several years to mature at the varsity level and and um, uh, contribute to the Panthers' effort and, and getting them back in the playoffs, uh, hopefully for them. But uh, my choice was uh, Audrey McNeil for Plano uh, Senior Softball. Yep. I think the job that she did uh, looking at the postseason run of the Lady, uh, Lady Wildcats when Bronte Roden went down with an injury that wasn't revealed until, you know, later on, obviously. But, um, you know, the story was, you know, we're resting her. Uh, we think, you know, McNeil can handle it, all that sort of stuff. But it comes out that, that Roden couldn't pitch to the level that she was accustomed to. And, and the Lady Wildcats needed somebody to step into the circle and carry them, <laughs> the end result, all the way into the state semifinals. Yep. And McNeil was, was that arm. So in the playoffs alone, um, she went 34 innings. Uh, only gave up 16 runs, 38 hits, and I believe 10 of those hits were in their state semifinal loss to uh, Tascasita. So uh, 28 hits before that. So in the whole entire run up to the state semifinal. Um, and then struck out 23 over the entire uh, postseason. So just the job she did, um, essentially taking over that starting role, um, really uh, not having that much prior experience as just a sophomore and now will be a junior. Uh, and kind of being in rodent shadow, and then all of a sudden being called upon to, you know, you have to carry us through the playoffs, and then they made it all the way to the state tournament in Austin. So um, Audrey McNeil got my pick just mm-hmm. for uh, being able to fill in the gap and, and doing probably better than even, you know, she or Coach Pipack or anybody in that program would have expected she would have done to uh, to help them go as far as they did and, and to have the postseason she did. Because it was a, a bit of a baptism by fire. When yeah, you look at it was some just of the programs like, there you go. go up against. Yep, you're going to have to throw against Keller, and you're going to have to throw against all the, like, just, Flower Mount. Yeah, yep. there you go. The I mean, Good luck. Yeah, that's Sorry. Some, <laughs> So uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's a look at at least the uh, few of our uh, our break our breakthrough athlete selections, and we will get to uh, some more of those um, after a word from this sponsor. 
Today's Student Athlete Spotlight is brought to you by Bavarian Grill, authentic Bavarian food and beer garden. Listed by the Zagat Survey as the highest rated German restaurant in Texas for 12 years in a row. 12 years! That's three presidential terms. Uh, you can enjoy traditional and authentic spring favorites now. Everything from appetizers like slow roasted ham hock and potato pancakes to entrees like bratwurst or breaded schnitzel. Uh, bring your whole family for lunch and dinner. They are open Tuesday through Saturday located off Parker and Highway 75 in Plano, Bavarian Grill. And now, let's get back to the podcast. And let's pick this back up as we continue to discuss some of our breakthrough athlete selections for the sixth edition of the Varsities. In the meantime, we have subbed out Taylor Raglan in place of Brian Murphy. Brian, who does sports for Frisco, Little Elm, and Salina, going to pass along some of his selections for breakthrough athlete. Brian, let's start with a, a, a market that I'm sure uh, you probably lost plenty of sleep over. How do you pick a breakthrough athlete in Frisco ISD? You don't. <laughs> By the way, I'm super subbing in. You know, yeah. so I could call it in soccer in the World Cup. I got a World Cup fever right now. I'm the super <laughs> right now, but uh, yeah, you look at Frisco. There's, you know, there's a. <laughs> sorry, the corny Brazil, uh, World Cup joke. I got the Brazil jersey on. Brazil out of forty on. for Brazil. Yeah, I'm still mourning um, their exit out of the World Cup, by the way. But yeah, so in Frisco, you know, you could literally just point your finger at a school and be like, breakthrough athlete, mm-hmm. a- any sport. You know, yeah. uh, narrowing it down, one that really comes to mind uh, was Marvin Mims, yeah. uh, sophomore. Uh, newcomer of the year in District 13 5A. Uh, he had 12 touchdown catches, almost 1,200 receiving yards, almost 60 catches, over 20 yards per reception. As just a sophomore, the Division I uh, college offers have been piling in uh, for him. He literally came out of nowhere. I had no idea who he was you know, last year as a freshman. Uh, and then also in basketball, he emerges as one of the starting guards uh, for the Lone Star basketball team. So Marvin Mims, he might be, you know, a top three athlete just you know off the top of my head just in general it just pure athleticism in Frisco and he really stormed out on the scene as a sophomore in a, in a big way and you know I'm expecting big things as a junior was there anyone else I that was kind of on too that's a really Marvin good Mims yes. yeah. and it reminds me of the rapper this is why I'm hot and Mims. oh man <laughs> the one hit wonder yes Mims the one hit wonder <laughs> Were there any other candidates that are on your radar for oh, this award? Oh, for sure, for sure. sure. You know, you could even point to his, his teammate from last year, MJ Rivers, mm-hmm. at quarterback. You know, he was at Prestonwood uh, the year before. Uh, Jason Shelley retires or graduates, I should say. <laughs> uh, he basically retired. He had a pretty much a pro career at, at Lone Star. He's at Utah now. Um, and then he comes in from Prestonwood, gets offensive MVP, you know, is the, the engine of that, that offense for Lone Star, leads them, you know, four rounds deep in the playoffs. So you could say he's a breakthrough mm-hmm. athlete. Uh, also, uh, another kid in Frisco that I, I love bringing up is Mark Barbonis uh, from the Wakeland Boys soccer team. Mm-hmm. He has a freshman. He was a team manager. He got a gold medal, or not a gold medal, but a first place medal, championship medal, whatever you want to call it, uh, the state tournament as a freshman, mm-hmm. as a manager. He was at that game two years ago, or a little over a year ago in blue jeans and a t-shirt and then fast forward a year to this past spring and he scores the opening goal of the championship game he you know he's the leading goal scorer in the playoffs for wakeland mm-hmm. gets state tournament mvp for wakeland as just a sophomore and that's if that's not a, a breakthrough athlete yeah. then i don't know what else is <laughs> that is a pretty uh, mark does have a pretty compelling case because you don't see too many ass so like from freshman to you know takes that leap as a sophomore mm-hmm. but this is literally team manager to state tournament mvp mm-hmm. and then you know the same school, J.D. Gregson, another sophomore who I had no idea who he was as a freshman. I don't even think he was at Wakeland uh, his freshman year. Came, comes in, takes a starting job as a, as a, a catcher position at Wakeland as a sophomore, gets district MVP. So, you know, 
three guys that, that weren't on my radar as freshmen that you know won you know big time superlatives or state uh, accolades or what have you mm-hmm. as just sophomores. So you know JD Gregson is definitely another guy that was a breakthrough uh, candidate in Frisco. Still got a couple markets left in your neck of the woods, JT. Let's. Um, what was your breakthrough athlete pick and deliberation process for Capel? Uh, it was another tough one. Uh, lots of worthy candidates over there at Capel. You know you had. Um, the sisters that moved in, Rowan and Chloe Hasman, the young sisters, they uh, contributed in cross country, taking the team to state, track and field, and they were both also on the varsity basketball team. Um, Hudson Polk, sophomore MVP in the district in baseball. Quavian Adger really lived up to the hype and had a great debut season as a sophomore for Coppell's basketball team. Mm-hmm. But I am going to uh, go football here, and I'm going to take uh, freshman, well, now sophomore, KJ Liggins. Uh, just had an awesome season. He uh, did a little bit of everything for Coppell. I think he had about 200 yards receiving and three touchdowns. He had a rushing touchdown. He ran a kickback for a touchdown. And then, of course, he was the district's uh, defensive newcomer of the year in the secondary playing safety. Um, this guy's big-time recruit. He's, you know, they don't have the numerical order of the John Blank here, the recruiting ranks, you know, mm-hmm. for people that were just freshmen. Yeah. But he already has offers from AM, uh, Mississippi State, Arkansas, SMU, so some SEC one, love. One year of tape and he's already getting a bunch of SEC offers, a bunch of offers in general. So um, just an awesome freshman year for him. And he also made the varsity basketball team and was a contributor to the team that made the playoffs on the basketball court too. So multi sports star, but Really, uh, a name that you're going to hear a lot about over these next few years at Capel. Brian, who was your uh, who was your breakthrough pick for Little Elm? So last year, my pick was R.J. Hampton for obvious reasons as a freshman. You can't pick him now. You know, he's on everyone's radar uh, as a sophomore. Who's a and how much more did he really break through yeah, after yeah, last year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the five A player of the yeah. year. I mean, it's so I'm going to stay away from R.J. Hampton this year. Uh, I'm going to look at Jorge Aldretti, another sophomore uh, that came out on the scene. You know, wasn't on my radar last year as a freshman. He gets 14 five A uh, newcomer of the year as a as a first baseman. He's on the ballot for you know our. Uh, the Riders Association for the All-State team, you know, coming up, so I might throw him a vote <laughs> for uh, All-State first baseman. Uh, and you know, he's he's a, he also came in as a relief pitcher uh, for the Lobos as well. Something that Coach Harbin and the Little Elm uh, baseball coaching staff uh, really needed uh, from him. So you know, he's 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 multifaceted in, on the baseball field, and then you know, I expect him to be you know probably their top player next to Logan Kohler next year as a junior. Okay. Was there anybody else for Little Elm that was kind of in the mix for this, or was this one? Is to lose. Well, you're going to put me on the spot. I, I, I had Jorge Aldrete on my on my on my uh, piece of paper here, but you know you can. I don't know. It was the one that required much thought. I mean, it sounds like Aldrete was you know it was kind of his award to lose. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. You know, because the way I looked at it, there's a, a trend with my picks. I guess here, you know, guys that really came out of nowhere as yeah. sophomores, and I didn't really plan it that way. But that's <laughs> just the way it seemed. You know, it went along, and, and especially in Frisco, mm-hmm. you know, guys that you know were either on the JV or freshman team or weren't even in Frisco mm-hmm. as freshman or the year before and then coming in sophomore. So that's, uh, that's why one of the reasons why I picked uh, Aldrete also. Yeah, the whole uh, underclassman that really bursts onto this mm-hmm. scene is definitely uh, kind of the conventional wisdom, at least, mm-hmm. for how you most of us at least arrive for our, uh, you know, our breakthrough athlete picks, which is weird because my, uh, my pick for Plano kind of deviates from that, mm-hmm. uh, from that line of logic, despite a number of candidates who fit that bill, the more traditional billing for breakthrough athlete, you know, 
Taylor already mentioned Audrey McNeil, you know, who just you know broke out as a sophomore for um, you know during the playoffs or playing a softball team. You know, she was one of the candidates on my list, as was you know Jalen Anderson, who uh, you know turned in a great year on the football on the football field for uh, for Plano East, led the team in receiving touchdowns, was their second leading receiver as only a junior, and should very well be you know one of the two three best receivers in this district coming into this season. And then you've got players like Advit Sharma with the Plano East tennis team, who um, you know who made it to regionals um, and won won the uh, the boys singles bracket um, in the spring for the district tournament as only a freshman. Uh, you had Trey Dickey who just burst onto the scene as a freshman for the Plano East swim team to the point where you know some of the other coaches in the district were calling Trey Dickey the future of the district because he was just that impressive and he made the state he made the uh, the state meet and all that. And then you had a um, you know with Plano West wrestling team Ashley Leakus was one of the uh, one of the cooler stories. Um, she was um, she just took up wrestling just this past uh, just this past year, first time ever, and she was able to make it all the way to state in her first year as a wrestler. Um, ultimately, though, I went and said I went a bit unconventional for this. Um, I went with Zaria Collins for the Plano Senior Girls Basketball Team, and it's going to be an odd selection because Zaria played last year for Plano. Not only did she play, but she was one of their you know one of their more she was one of the first players off the bench, you know, for uh, for head coach Rodney Belcher. She got plenty of minutes. She was, you know, she contributed to a, uh, you know, to a team that won the district title last year, went to the second round of the playoffs. But I thought that her, like her role and her game, it kind of broke through from being an off the bench role player to being. You could argue that in some ways she was the most indispensable player for Plano's girls basketball team during their run to the Class Six A state championship. Um, you know, we've talked about it a bunch on the podcast. That one of the big subplots to play in a season was about midway through the uh, through the season when um, when Lolo Davenport was sidelined for uh, for six weeks and that just immediately took out one of the uh, you know one of the go-to scores for that team one of their best players overall and opened up a lot of minutes a lot of responsibility for players to fill in obviously a player like Jordan Merritt took on more of a scoring role and that's no surprise she's I mean she's one of the top players in the country her thriving in a more expanded offensive role is you know is no surprise whatsoever but I was really impressed with just the job that Collins did kind of seizing that extra opportunity and she um you know that the time that she had the added minutes that she got the added responsibility she was kind of unleashed as this two-way force a lot of times she would be the player that coach Belcher would put on the opposing team's best overall player and a lot of times that meant going against like a division one you know sometimes nationally ranked caliber uh, you know caliber basketball player and Collins held her own just fine and she was still able to contribute on the offensive end as he has a post scorer she was one of the team's best pound-for-pound rebounders and it became you know her role grew so much that by the time they got to the state tournament this was with Davenport back by then she played every single minute at the state tournament she did not leave the floor once in the state semifinals or the state championship game and that right there I think just you know exemplifies just how much her role and how much she as a player developed you know just in the you know from her sophomore year when she was still a really solid player but this year I mean her role just became it just took such a such a leap that um, I thought just from a breakthrough state Standpoint, she became indispensable and one of the better two-way players in the uh, in the Metroplex. So. Sounds like it also ter- uh, shows how good of shape she's. In. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so playing again in the state semifinals against the teams they were going up against. I mean, that is no small feat to be able to play every single minute of a basketball game, especially ones with that with those uh, you know with those stakes. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, sorry, Collins got my nod for breakthrough athlete, albeit in a in a bit of a more unconventional fashion than uh, than usual for this award. JT, how about the Colony? Where did you land on there? The Colony, we're going to stick with another uh, multi-sport athlete. Uh, we're going to go with junior Miles Price, uh, obviously a sophomore last year, be a junior next year. Um, 
coming off a solid spring, he uh, made it to regionals in track and field. He's a sprinter, and he was a part of the colony's 400-meter uh, relay team that finished second at uh, district and made it out to regionals. So, but it's really about football for uh, Miles. He's a um, versatile in that he's a multi-sport athlete, and he's versatile in what he does on the football field. And as a result, he was named the district's. You know how 14-5A loves their superlatives. <laughs> Miles was named the district's uh, top two-way player. <laughs> Uh, but he did everything for him. Running back, defensive back, kick returner, just dynamic athlete. Um, mm -hmm. He's one the next year I need to do a better job of having my uh, video recording device ready to go because <laughs> he can take it to the house in an instant. Uh, I got a lot of hits last year for one of his touchdown runs where he was just zigging and zagging everywhere. Mm -hmm. So he's really fun player to watch in the backfield there. Last year he had uh, 77 carries, 635 yards, and seven touchdowns. And then he also had 26 tackles and three interceptions in the secondary. So, and then, um, in talking to Coach Rudy Rangel this offseason, he says, you know, they're going to carve out an even bigger role for him next year. So, uh, it broke breakthrough as a sophomore and expect a huge season mm. for him as a junior. How much bigger does it get than that role already? Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm a quarterback too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure he could do wildcat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe don't, we don't want to spoil anything here. Yeah. Maybe that's in the plans. But uh, yeah, he does, he does everything on the football. Field. You know what district the colony's in, right? Yeah, yeah it's all, yeah, all my yeah. teams. So. <laughs> Might tip them off. Also a standout member for the track team. Got to yeah. see him running, uh, running the leg on a couple of those relays yeah, that went to, uh, to regionals, one, I believe. Yeah, 400 team that made it, finished second, I think. So, yeah. But um, big season for him, and I think he's going to have an awesome year in the backfield there with Jaden Amdala. And let's round this out, Brian, with a look at your pick for Salina slash Prosper. Where did, you, where did you land on this one for Breakthrough Athletes? So going into this past fall, the Prosper volleyball team, they were set. They just didn't have a setter. I mean, they had a setter. It's pretty but, big. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a pretty know, big responsibility. They graduated setter in Abby Gargas, yeah. and she was, you know, a, a four-year varsity player, and they were like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And a girl named Maddie Whitmire comes in and not only fills in her role, you know, but becomes one of the top setters in the state and just fills right in that role. And you know what? Prosper, they went from, you know, on that cusp of a state title to winning the state title in Class 5A, finally getting over that hump. And, you know, they had, you know, terrific outside hitters and Haley Killinger and Taryn Weber and, uh, and other, you know, girls that are going off to college now uh, to play volleyball. But I, I think the glue of that team was Maddie Whitmire at the setter position coming in as a junior. Didn't get a whole lot of playing time as a sophomore, but really broke through, you know, as one of the, you know, the missing pieces and the final pieces at, uh, for winning a state title in Prosper. And another girl um, who had a good junior year last year, on the softball diamond was uh, Rachel Eckrote, the pitcher. You know, one of the top yeah. pitchers in the area this past year. Uh, and then she just, you know, just takes the massive leap, you know, to being, you know, a good, you know, good softball pitcher, you know, ace, you, yeah. you know, of a, of, a, of a good softball program to top two, top three pitcher in the entire area, you know, the entire DFW, uh, regardless of classification. You know, she was just, you know, breaking records all all season long, led Prosper to its first, mm -hmm. you know, undefeated uh, district title in Class 5A. And, it's uh, it's tough that they're going to have to try and replace her for next year going into 6A, but she really broke through as a senior uh, this past year with the Lady Eagles. So that is a look at, uh, at a few of our selections for Breakthrough Athlete for the latest edition of the Varsities. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you can read these um, a lot of these awards pieces um, as a whole as they're posted online throughout the week at uh, starlocalmedia.com. Also, for the podcast link on our website, I'm going to put up a poll that has a lot of these selections from our markets, and you can get a chance to vote on who you think is the Breakthrough Athlete just for our markets. 
our, our, our area, our coverage area in general, not just market by market, but Star Local Media's overall breakthrough athlete. Otherwise, folks, that'll do it for this edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. Brian, Justin, Taylor, appreciate y'all for tagging along. Um, this has been Matt Welsh with Star Local Media. Folks, we'll be back on Thursday with another edition of the podcast. In the meantime, y'all enjoy your week. We will talk to y'all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.